actually interesting uh, to bring up because I had a follower ask me, a young kid, he's a young kid, he's 19 years old and he wants to start a freight brokerage. What kind of advice would you give to someone that's 19 and wants to start a freight brokerage? I mean, anyone can do it and anyone can be successful if they do it the right way. You got to be willing, willing to work really, really hard. I mean, like really hard. Uh, at least the first couple of years we were working 15, 16, 17 hour days just grinding to, to get the freight moved and get the customers. I mean, it, that's the hardest part is getting the customers. And in our industry where it's it's so saturated and everybody is largely the same. I, and I say that in, you know, that may piss off some brokers who think they're so different, but uh, most freight brokers are pretty similar. The way we do things may be different. Everybody has their own sets of rules that, that govern their organization but largely we're all doing the same thing. I don't really think anybody's that differentiated. I think there are things that I could tell you that we do better than others. And, and I believe that to my core. Um, but I think you see more marketing ploys in our industry than anything else. And like, if you were to compare marketing versus innovation, I think there's a lot more marketing than, than true innovation happening. And, and, and when I say marketing, I don't necessarily mean like healthy, honest marketing. I mean, companies willing to say whatever it takes to, to make themselves sound different than the competitors. When in reality, everybody knows people are pretty similar. Our industry is fairly, I don't know if the right word is incestual, but it is, you know, everybody, everybody knows what every other company is doing because every company has 10 or 15 employees from all the other companies. I mean, it's just, people are hopping from one company to the next. Um, yeah. And if you see a company come out and say, Hey, we created X, Y, Z. And you're like, one of your former employees works for me. And I know for a fact you didn't like because <laughs> you just see that kind of stuff way too often in our industry, but sorry, I'm off the point. If you're 19, no, definitely. Kid, yeah. if you're 19 kid, you want to start a freight broker, do it. I mean, when I was 27 and wanting to do this, um, my dad actually told me not to, he said that the industry is going to consolidate. There's no room for another broker. There's going to be four or five big ones left and, and they're going to eat up everybody else. And that's going to be the end of it. Like, I'll never forget that. I, I think I've said it maybe before in an interview, but, um, my, my thought back was, I, I don't believe that. In fact, I think that the, the more consolidation happens, the more opportunity there is for the hungry 19 year olds, like your, your yeah. follower to come in and make an impact because I think some of the biggest problems with larger brokerages is they, they lose the fire and they lose the hunger and and that the people just don't care enough and aren't bought in enough to make the magic happen that keeps their shippers coming back for more because every day I mean you don't own anything in this industry it's it's that old I don't know what that's saying is but like rents do every day whatever the saying is right and yeah. my, my thought behind that is you could service customers well for five years, one specific customer, you could take care of them 20 loads a day for five years. And if you start slacking for even a week or two, there are 50, a hundred brokers right behind you who want that business. And it doesn't take long before that shipper's going to consider giving it away. Yeah. So, you know, you may be 19 today, 21, whatever, and you want to start brokerage, go out there and do it. I mean, we didn't have, when we got this thing going, we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we were all young. I mean, you know, all entrepreneurs that you could call us, um, you know, very few of us had experience running a, you know, zero of us had experience running a business. Uh, a lot of us had experience in freight and we knew what we wanted to build. We knew how we wanted to engage one another, the kind of culture we wanted to create. We knew how we wanted to take care of drivers and shippers. But with respect to running a business, we had no idea. I mean, literally no idea. I mean, it, it, and, you know, it, the thought was, let's just, 
stick to kind of our guns, stick to our values, so to speak, and just do the right thing all the time. And good things will come of that. If we keep our customers happy, then, then our business will grow. As simple as a concept as that is, that's how we thought about it, right? We just got to do better than our competitors. We're, we're super competitive people by nature. Um, but if we wanted to make the kind of impact we wanted to make, we knew we had to be better than the, the status quo, better than what uh, shippers were getting from brokers as is in 2017. So if you're a 19-year-old kid today looking at this industry, pay attention to what other companies are doing and figure out how you can do more, right? You don't have to go build a bunch of fancy technology day one to be successful. You just got to find a way to get in with some customers and service them really, really well, grow with them. And you got to build a network of, of drivers and carriers. I think that's one of the biggest areas of opportunity for companies is they treat drivers like crap. And we're yeah. certainly perfect. I go and I see our DAT reviews and I'm like, it, it frustrates me sometimes, but we also have people who are focused on that. You know, if you have 500 people in a row, we have 550 or so employees today at Molo specifically. Do, do I know that all 550 of them are always doing things the right way when they're talking to a driver or a shipper? No, certainly not. I think that I think that their values are aligned and I think that they want to do things the right way. In, in a lot of cases, things are out of your control, right? I mean, I can, you know, we'll have a load, an, an issue on a load that's nobody's fault. Right. And the shippers agreeing to their rules. They'll pay us some detention and the driver's going to maybe get upset because he lost out on $3,000 of missed opportunity. I mean, you hear a lot about opportunity cost when dealing with drivers who miss loads and who should be paying for that. And it's, 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 there's not a perfect system. There's not a perfect answer. Yeah. We try to just make sure we're doing good by drivers, doing good by the shippers and trusting that that will work out for us in the long run.